The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. We're going to have an entertaining show today talking about creating a paperless office with my guests, California private investigators, Chris Reynolds and Chris Woodson. So first, I know people always want to know a little bit about who's on the show. So Chris Reynolds, let's start with you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. I I mean, I know that you, you probably grew up as a private investigator. So tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I, I did. I, I started out when I was uh, 17 years old. I got my first job working in a law firm, and I fell in love with the law and then fell in love with investigating to the point that I got licensed when I was 23. It's one of the younger licensees in the state of California. Absolutely. And absolutely fell in love with it and moved to Santa Rosa in 1980. And uh, I have been in the business now for... Well, let's see. I just turned 59 years old, so you can do the math. A very, very long time. And uh, I've been kind of active uh, with statewide politics for PIs, and I've done lots of lots and lots of cases, uh, over 100 murder cases. Um, now I do a lot of work on sexual harassment and discrimination, work for school districts and governmental entities as a third-party investigator. And I live in two different places, which makes being a paperless <laughs> PI a very important thing for me. And I must say that we should thank Chris because he's on vacation right now, <laughs> coming coming back from Yosemite. So I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, Chris, you're, again, the president of the California Association of Licensed Investigators, uh, your second time around on this. And I, yeah. I have to say... Yeah, I have to say, besides being Investigator of the Year, this year, just in June, you were honored with the Distinguished Achievement Award for the California Association of Licensed Investigators. Quite an honor. It was. It was a surprise and something you, you I keep thinking I need to be older to get something like that. <laughs> and then I, I realized I am older. So <laughs> it, was, it was very nice. And it's. Uh, I hate to think it's my, my lifetime achievements are all behind me. But uh, it was uh, quite an honor to be part of a very uh, exclusive group of people who have dedicated themselves to the, to the industry and making it better. So it was, was quite an honor. The president's cool. part, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I decided to try it again this time around. It's a lot different than the first time for sure. And I, I'm enjoying it more. And, and I'm not working as hard as I did the first time because I think I got smarter. So, But it, it's fun to serve. When you're at my point in my career, 
it, it's time to give back as much as you can, and that's kind of what I do with Callie. That's that's how I give back. So, well, and we appreciate it. We appreciate it. And uh, also joining us is Chris Woodson. Hi, Chris. Hi, Francie. How are you doing? Uh, I'm well. There's no way that my background and my accomplishments would it, it come even close to Chris Reynolds. He's he's one of a kind. But you have developed an expertise in technology and methods and productivity that is really important. So don't sell yourself short, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I've been doing it for over 10 years and, and, and have always focused on the technology aspect and I've always enjoyed that part. So my what I do now is, is come out of that, um, focusing on the the uh, websites and marketing and the digital advertising to help PIs get business. Yeah, I know. Uh, now, you have a website. Uh, you want to give that website? Because we want to talk about that a little bit, what's available on that website. The paperlesspi.com. And, uh, and that's a home for uh, a, lot of, a lot of the writings I do to help PIs become paperless, different tools, techniques, systems, uh, and it's also the home to my uh, website design company where we, we only make websites for private investigators. That's very cool. So, folks, if you're interested in going paperless after you hear this show, uh, go to Chris's website, Paperless PI, and there's some other tips for you there. And I'm sure that Chris would be more than happy to take your calls if you needed to ask him a specific question. Right, Chris? Anytime. Yeah. And he set, he so, set up my website, so it's, uh, it's been good for me. Yeah, it's great. And I know that because of your innovative uh, ideas for the California Association of Licensed Investigators, you got the Cali President's Award in 2011 just for the things we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last time Chris Reynolds was president, uh, I chaired the website committee and was able to, to bring the association uh, a couple of steps closer to uh, the future by... Uh, implementing a, a website and a member management site that, that really helps the organization run smoother and offer some more services to the members, uh, as well as uh, introducing us to the, the social media and, and some other uh, different technologies that, that save money and save time. Well, and the association was pretty much working in the dark ages, so that was uh, really good, really good for you. Thanks, Chris. So today we're going to be talking about going paperless, and I guess I'm going to direct this question to you, Chris Woodson. Uh, when you started thinking about doing this, tell me what steps did you go through? Did you just one day wake up and say, I'm not going to have paper anymore? How did that happen? I, I think I always tried to use it the least possible, uh, and then, yeah, I guess just one day I said, you know, I'm not even going to hook that printer back up when I moved offices. Uh, mm. I, I, I think this all kind of started with my hate for printers. I'm with you there. I know. I have just never had good luck with printers. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you spend on them, uh, what kind you buy, there's always something wrong with them, always something. You can't just, if you only use a printer once a week or once a month, it seems like every time I go to need it, it's not there for me. Yeah. Uh, so I started looking at ways to, to circumvent the printer. 
So wh- how did you start? What, what were the steps you took to get to where you are now? Well, I, I think I, I, a lot of the forms and paperwork that PIs deal with, uh, the biggest tool that it was kind of necessary at the time was um, the professional version of Adobe Acrobat, which allows you to modify and edit documents that you wouldn't normally be able to to edit, for example, like a proof of service or uh, a government form of some sort uh, where they let you fill it out, but you're only, you can only print it. You can't really save it. Um, that's changed a little bit now, but, you know, this was 10 years ago. Adobe Acrobat was kind of the first first go-to for me. Okay. So what did you eliminate first, the printer? <laughs> yeah, I, I just never hooked it back up. It, it, yeah. Uh, there, w- there would be occasion, I would say, maybe two or three times a year where I just couldn't find a way without printing something, so maybe I would try to hook up the old printer. Uh, but in most cases being an investigator and being out and about a lot, I would end up stopping at FedEx or Kinko's at the time uh, and just print whatever I need and, and run with it there. Okay. All right. Now, I, I guess, uh, Chris, you're a fan of Apple products. Chris, I don't care what I, I am, uh, I, I've always been a Windows fan, but I love the iPhone at the same time. Okay. Um, we just got a new computer that's a Mac, and it has Windows on it. Uh, so I'm kind of uh, making that transition to all Apple at this point. Okay. But you, but you talk specifically about using an iPad. Yeah, the iPad is my, uh, you know, I told my, my daughter the other day, I said, that's probably my most prized possession. That's not, that's not a uh, living thing. Uh, the, the iPad is, is everything for me, personally and business. Okay, so do you, use, do you use the iPad Mini or the regular standard one? The iPad Air. Uh, I like the bigger screen. Okay. Uh, but the iPad Mini is, uh, is if, if people like that size screen, it's, it's completely capable. Okay, and Chris Reynolds, uh, are you using iPad as well? I've gone almost totally to the iPad. I don't carry a laptop with me anymore. Um, I was slow to move to Apple, and um, once I started finally using it and finding out how seamless it was, it, I was just completely sold. My, I'm trying to get down to the fewest possible products to carry with me on an airplane, and now mm-hmm. I can. I pretty much have, have eliminated my uh, high-priced recorder, my tape recorder, and I'm now using Quick Voice to do all my interviews. And I also am using it to do the majority of my dictation. Um, I'm finding just about every software program that I need to use, I can use it um, with the iPad. And then, uh, you know, including using I use a program called Splashtop that ties in for, through the iPad to my computer at the office. So I just log into my Splashtop and I can see and access anything on my desktop computer um, through the iPad. It's pretty amazing. Just hmm. Splash top. S-P-L-A-S. Yeah. Next okay. to nothing. And it's very cool. I mean, it's a, it's a low-end product. It's not like, uh, what's that one, Chris, uh, PC Anywhere or Go to My PC. Those are 
Right, right. The, the pay for the pay for products. Interesting. Okay, and then uh, now let me just a disclaimer here: we're not associated with Apple. <laughs> just no. right off the top, <laughs> uh, we're not associated with Apple. But uh, but I but I also have an uh, an iPad Mini and actually as well as the other one too, because I have to have everything. Um, so you actually don't use anything else, Chris. I don't. When I'm traveling now, I, I don't. Uh, I've completely done away with, with the laptop. I can use my phone. I can use the iPad for every single resource that I need. I can access anything anywhere. Um, I do carry a little uh, Nikon wireless camera um, because I used to be able to... I was promoting people using a Wi-Fi uh, disc um, where you can just electronically transmit pictures if you needed to do that. And now this little Nikon, I have a little software program in my iPad, and I just take all my pictures, and I just uh, it links right up and downloads all my pictures uh, to the Dropbox on the iPad, and off I go. I could use the iPad camera. It's a pretty good camera, um, but there's things that I just want to get you know, for closer up and macro and things like that. But um, I'm down to pretty much two products um, in my briefcase now which is it's, I, it's coming a long way. I do have a scanner, a little miniature scanner. Um, but even now, I have a scanning program in my iPad. So if you get in a pinch, you need to scan something, there's scanning software, and you don't have to carry around a big scanner anymore. It's, what scanning software would you recommend for the iPad? Well, I'm using... Um, hold on a second. I'm going to have to look at it because I have a couple different ones. I think it's Job, Job 2 Pro. Um, I use Job Not Pro is what I'm using right now. Shot, uh, J-O-T dot pro? J-O-T, N-O-T, P-R-O, pro. Okay. I have a brother scanner that I can use wirelessly, and then uh, uh, ScanSnap just came out with a wireless um, scanning device that I probably will get because I use ScanSnap to scan yeah. everything. Because most people don't send it. They're sending you hard copies or they're... It, it's unfortunate. You go to a lawyer's office and they, they say, here's a stack of stuff and mm-hmm, right. they don't know how to use a scanner. We don't even own one. So you've got to go through that process of always scanning. And, when uh, we talk about ScanSnap, that's a uh, Fujitsu project, product, if I remember correctly. And it's Fujitsu and it's really, really a, a nice product. And I, I use that in my office and my secretary has one at her home office. We eliminated the office. We went... Going paperless, we managed to eliminate about $1,800 a month in rent that cool. we were paying. She works from home. I work from home. And uh, it's pretty incredible. Now, I'm, I'm looking, the two of you, I'm looking at the notes you all sent me. And you have uh, a Chrome Samson and an Olympus listed on there. What was that about? That was before I, I had a Chrome because it was about $250. And it was... It really, really easy to use, and my view was if I lost it, uh, it I lost 250 bucks, and, and that's about it. But everything was stored um, uh, off the computer, so mm-hmm. you can't really do much with it unless you're hooked up to the Internet. And once I started figuring out how to use the iPad more effectively, I stopped using the Chrome. It probably hasn't been turned on since the conference because I bought it to the annual conference to show people one of the the tools I've been using hasn't been on since then. So, mm. uh, but they're because a great little product. Um, you, and you switched and over it, to to the, your iPad completely then. I did. 
Um, but some people want to use the, the the Chrome software and the Chrome system, and I know Chris and I have talked about it, and they do. You know, Google does great stuff. I mean, Google's wonderful, and so um, the Chrome gives you that that power, and it's also it's just so inexpensive, and it works. It's quick. Right. You turn it on, it's instant on, and yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Chris turned me on to that Chromebook. I, I had not thought about getting one of those before seeing his, and I, I was able to find one for about one hundred and eighty dollars. And it it it's just a it's just an extra laptop that does a lot of things just to have around. Uh, I've never I've never gotten into the keyboard for my iPad, but this Chromebook is looks like a normal laptop, a little bit smaller. Uh, like mm-hmm. Chris said, instant on. Uh, and it's got the keyboard if I need to type a report uh, away from the office. Now, does the Chrome have uh, have memory in it? I mean, can you download things and, and save them on the Chrome? Yeah, mine's probably got 32 gigabytes, but uh, it is kind of based on Google's Drive, Google's cloud service. So all of your documents are... If your document is on that Chromebook, it's also on their drive, so it's syncing up, uh, and then you have access to everything that's stored in that drive. Uh, but it does have local storage, and I've, I've never run into an issue with it running out of it. Interesting. And then the the uh, note you have about Olympus, that was uh, the camera you were using, Chris Reynolds? That was my recorder. I had a, a pretty high-end oh, okay. uh, DS5000 recorder, and it's... Um, you could just plug it in to your computer or take the chip out and uh, and stick it in any application and download your stuff. I started uh, exploring the quick voice. I forgot my recorder one day, and I said, well, I'm stuck, and I used the quick voice, and my transcriptionist said that is better quality than the $500 Olympus. <laughs> she said, I would prefer that you use the product. So I carry it with me now, but I don't. I don't pull it out, and I have. Um, I can use your iPad or my iPhone. The, the lesson I learned there is, if you're going to use your iPhone, you want to go to airplane mode, because as soon as it comes in, it, it stops. And um, I did lose one inner being a little careless the first time around. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Luckily, there was, I had a, there was a backup going at the same time, so it worked out. But. Um, I just go to airplane mode, turn on the, turn it on, and off we go. Um, the new iPhone 8 or the the 8 software is using a different. They're um, using a CF, is what it's called. I don't even know what it means, but that was their, what they were using for the data. For, you know, when you record it, now they're just using a uh, um, real uh, software that I don't have to convert. I just have to convert my interviews to a format that I can transcribe. Uh, uh, for my transcription now, now added their quick voice, and I can just send it straight uh, through email or using Dropbox to my transcriptionist, and she uses Total Digital Software to transcribe it. So I don't feel Olympus. I still have it, but it was again it's a five hundred dollar product, and you have to buy one every several years, and so that's mm. a huge savings by just using the, this internal software that's available these days. Interesting. There's other stuff out there. Um, you know, for transcription, I use uh, Dragon to do dictating, and also Quick Voice has a great um, trans. Uh, you can translate just by speaking into it. It's a, it's very good, and you can do short memos. And I'm finding them to be excellent. Um, 
if I just want to actually do something in memo form and send it to somebody, like an email. So. I have uh, either one of you. Have you ever used the uh, Google Translate if you happen to run into someone that says doesn't speak English and you don't speak their language? Have you ever used it on the spot? I, ha- no, I haven't used spot. it in real time to communicate with somebody. I- I've used it to translate web pages. For example, if I uh, was doing a um, copyright infringement investigation and had to read a lot of Chinese websites, I would use it for that. And it seemed to work. It's not perfect, but it seemed to work uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I had... Uh, I don't speak Spanish, so I, I had a situation where the, the woman I was talking to spoke Spanish and and no English, and so I typed in my question on my iPad and translated it into Spanish, and we got along just fine. Wow, that's it's really good. cool. Yeah. No, I've, I've only used it for a short, if I had to send a letter to Mexico, um, I will um, actually type it out and then get it trans- to translate. I don't think the punctuation then and the grammar are perfect, but I, I got responses from people without laughing, so it was... Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's a good start. We need to take yeah. a break, you guys. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com IRB Focus, created by IRB Search, brings together the best data in an entirely new system. New features and data, all in a responsive format, gives professional investigators a better tool to close cases. The just-to-launch connections network even gives secure opportunities for collaboration and job referrals. Learn more about IRB Focus at irbsearch.com or call us at one 800 447 2112 to get started. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. So to this question is to both of you, whoever wants to jump in. A lot of people use wireless cards. Are you still using those? No. Um, I started to, and the technology is, is, goes so fast. I now I bought this 9700 Nikon camera that's wireless, and again, I hook it into a software program that comes with, you download uh, at the Apple Store. And so I can take a series of pictures or video and upload it to my iPad um, instantly now. So I don't have to move any cards or anything around the wireless. It pretty much does it all for me. So I've eliminated having to buy, again, another expensive product that was a little iffy on uploading data. But uh, we've been talking about it as late as June at the conference, and since then, um, I don't need to use it. So they have these, these Transcend and iFly cards that we were talking about as you know, late as June aren't even things I'm considering anymore because you don't need them. And, and how about the, you, Chris Woodson? I haven't bought a new camera in years. I just use the iPhone and, and sometimes the iPad. Uh, the new iPhone that's coming out now is uh, every time a new iPhone comes out, the camera gets better. And I, I think we're, we're at a point where it's just okay to use the iPhone. It takes great pictures. You know, really, it's amazing. Uh, I had a situation where I was taking photographs of some evidence, and I had my digital camera and my iPhone, and I compared them, and the iPhone photos were 100% better. Interesting. Yeah. And I could do close-ups. They were, they were clear, and they turned out perfect. Yeah. And again, not yeah, just you, you Apple all day. Learn. Samsung's great. Is it have to learn what? Who's... Chris Woodson, did you say something about learning something? No, I thought we or I think we're losing Chris Reynolds, but oh, okay. Uh, I, I think it, it's it's a little bit of an adjustment using the iPhone. There are uh, you know some tips to make sure that uh, you get a clear picture, and it's just uh, just a matter of using it more than a, a regular camera. Uh, okay. I'm I'm even seeing surveillance for private investigators. I've I've had investigators of mine just use the iPhone to conduct surveillance inside of a restaurant or business it's it's uh, more powerful has more features than some of the hidden cameras that that are out there and there's there's ways to make it look like you're not uh, just pointing the camera at someone mm-hmm. and the video video and audio always come out great even even know that you're not supposed to record audio in many states right and what what tips do you have Chris for for taking a good photo on an iPhone well, the problem I have a lot is, is greasy fingers and playing with my iPhone, it gets all smudged up and that lens that you never look at, but you touch a lot, you don't realize you're touching it. Uh, you get your fingerprints on it, uh, you get it a little dirty, just make sure you wipe off that lens with your sleeve or something before you start taking pictures. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, and newer the iPhone, the faster it is, the faster it focuses. Uh, so if you have an older one, you have to be patient with it. Um, there's a feature where you can touch on the screen on what item you want to focus on. Um, mm-hmm. So take the time to learn how to do that, uh, and you'll get you'll get the focus on the item that you want, uh, as opposed to old cameras just trying to move the camera around itself to 
to get it to focus in on what you want. And are you both using the iPhone 5? I am, yes. I'm I'm waiting till they start shipping more iPhone 6s. I expect I'll, I'll get one. So. Okay. I have I have not gotten the 6 yet. It's on order. Hope it arrives soon. Okay, you guys uh, are amazing. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So, now both of you use Square for uh, credit card purchases? I, I, I do not. No? I do. I haven't had to use it much. I know um, Frank Huntington from our association uses it quite a bit. I have it because there are times when a client wants to pay on the spot and you don't want to say no. And so just having that capability, um, when you might finish a job and they'll say, oh, how can we pay you? They want the point to not send a check. Um, I can just plug it right into the into my phone and scan the credit card. I haven't had to use it that much. Um, most I have it as well, school. and I haven't had to use it that much either. But it was—it's just fabulous when you need it. Yeah, it's—it's just—it's really cool. I just—I carry it in my car. Yeah, and there's other things that um, you know. I'm a big proponent of PayPal to do, you know, for for paying people and for receiving money. And so mm-hmm. I, I tend to—I'll send an invoice, a small invoice to somebody, and just have them pay me on PayPal and goes right into my bank account, which I like. And same thing with investigators that I hire. I ask them to send me you know, send me something so I can pay them through PayPal because they get it instantly, which is a nice way to go. That's great. And Chris Woodson, what other tools are you using that uh, you think people should convert to? In reference to invoices and getting paid, uh, I... I don't use it as much now, but uh, I'm a big fan of FreshBooks, and they have a way of integrating PayPal and some other uh, merchant accounts so you can process credit cards. So you just you can do it on your iPhone. You All you need is a person's email address. You send them an invoice, and they click it and pay it however they want. Um, I, the merchant account I'm using now is called Stripe. It's a little bit customizable version of, of PayPal and have had good success with it right now. And it's called um, Stripe, S-T-R-I-P-E? Correct. Okay. And that's, where would you find that information? Stripe.com. Okay. And Fresh, the other one is Fresh Books. Fresh Books. And so how, you don't, how does that, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you don't use, if you don't have a lot of clients, I don't have, uh, I have more, uh, a steady clientele as opposed to many clients, uh, and every PI is different. So if you if you don't have a different a lot of different number of clients per month, you can get away with their free account. Uh, otherwise, I think you may have to pay twenty bucks a month uh, if you use more than um, I think maybe it's three invoices a month. And how does that compare, Chris, to QuickBooks? It's a, a real much simpler version. Uh, it doesn't do your banking and reconciliation and payroll like QuickBooks does. Uh, QuickBooks is a full-featured, uh, uh, the, the cost of it is reflected on, on the features that it has. Uh, I think QuickBooks is a necessity for someone who, that is running a full-time PI business. Uh, and, and they're starting to offer some of the features that these new companies like FreshBooks do Uh so that send a, send a invoice feature, I believe, is available now in QuickBooks. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's, I'm sorry. There's a QuickBooks uh, uh, application for iPhones now, or iPads, right. right? Right. I have not used it just because when I do the books, I want to sit down and spend hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to spend hours, not that I want to, but uh, <laughs> right. so I sit down at the computer and do that and have it have it downloaded it on the on the iPhone or iPad yet. Yeah, and I, I do have the QuickBooks application, and I haven't used it that much. It is, it's very convenient to move data in because you can be in the field and enter all of your data on your iPad, and then you can electronically, you can wirelessly send it into your software that's on the desktop. It's, it's pretty good. I'm learning to use QuickBooks. I had a lot of trouble for years. I used time slips, which didn't incorporate with anything. It was not a good program for me. And I finally got the hang of QuickBooks, and it's it is very powerful. And there are more features now um, that make it easy to be paperless. You can create your invoice and just convert to the PDF. It's linked into my uh, my Gmail account, and I can send it directly you know, from QuickBooks. And then I get a copy that arrives in my mail, and I just move that into my folder. And I've been sent out a hard invoice this year. And every every single invoice has been electronic. Okay, so let me I ask did. you a little bit about the nuts and bolts of this. So do you do you create um, in your? Well, let's see. So you've created an invoice with your company logo and and all of that. Is that done directly on your iPad or your iPhone, or are you doing that on another computer? It's all done. Quick, you can set it up to do anything you want. You just set up an invoice format that you want to use. And then all you're moving in from your iPhone or iPad are, is the data that goes to the desktop version of QuickBooks. I don't think you can send an invoice directly from your iPad. You've still got to use their software. It's, uh, but once you get to that point, you look at your invoice, you've got everything entered. You can, instead of printing the invoice and mailing it, you just it gets created as a PDF, and then you type in the email address you want to send it to and copy yourself, and then off it goes. And I just do it by job. I have a, a client, and every time I get a new case from that client, I create a new job, and everything gets tracked that way. And then, um, but there's no paper to it. And I have, I didn't go fancy with with my logo and all that stuff like I used to. Um, and I haven't had one client who has not paid me because they didn't like the way the invoice was. <laughs> they didn't like um, your. You didn't. <laughs> they could care less. They just look at they look at the bottom line. They circle it and they say, "Pay it." Um, I haven't moved them in the 21st century on using, you know, the auto using some other electronic means. I have one client that will use bill pay um, through his uh, through his bank. Everybody mm-hmm. else still sends out a hard copy check. You cannot mm-hmm. get them to use it electronically. I don't know why that is, but they just won't do it. So, right. But I do it. I haven't. I, haven't, I bought a, a thing of stamps probably last year. And I have yet to go through this little book of stamps, which is amazing because we used to spend a lot of money on stamps. Right. Every month we'd send out all the bills. That's and, true. Um, and one of the great features of FreshBooks, and I don't know if it's caught up to QuickBooks yet, is if you have one of those clients that insist on receiving an invoice in the mail and not accepting it via email, uh, I've got maybe one or two of that. FreshBooks, when you create your invoice, it gives you two options send by email or send by snail mail. Uh, so they'll actually print that out and mail it for you uh, to the address that you provide. So uh, you're avoiding 
the need to have to print out an invoice and mail it to somebody. That's something Mm -hmm. they insist on having. Yeah, the downside of that is that sometimes those the checks that are received at the other end don't really look like checks, and people throw them away. Yes, I'll have to That's, check and see what they look like. Send myself one. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, back to the QuickBooks uh, or FreshBooks. If you wanted to have your your logo on your invoice, that's possible, though, right? Very easy. Yes. Very, very easy to do. Um, hold on just one second. I'm getting a, another call. Uh, <laughs> Can't yeah, interrupt you, our show with phone calls, Chris. When, when you first set up either Sorry. one of those services, they ask if you want to upload a logo, and usually someone just uses whatever they've had designed for the website or stationery. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I use it on PayPal. When I set, create an invoice in PayPal, my logo's sitting in there, and it automatically gets uh, created. Um, when I send something out to somebody, um, again, I don't, I don't recommend using PayPal for all of your invoicing because it's very simple. It's like for a one, to, a one shot, one time deal. But even PayPal lets you send out something that looks reasonably professional. So, okay, pretty neat. So that's that's really good. Uh, and then uh, you both are great fans of Dropbox. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I have a terabyte. I, 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 I don't know what Chris uses. Yeah, I, I use I use them all. Uh, Dropbox uh, is really good because it's it's kind of widely accepted at this point. And if you need to share a large large file, a large number of uh, files together, uh, an attorney will recognize that Dropbox is is something safe and be okay with downloading that video. Okay, and and what other applications are you using? Uh, I keep everything backed up and kind of synced a little bit with Dropbox. I use Google Drive, which is Google's cloud storage platform. It, it's really affordable. Uh, I get, uh, I think, a terabyte of storage, which I'm not even using half of. Uh, I, I think it's ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year, and just every file I have is in there. Uh, now, and, and what response would you have to people that are concerned about uh, the government having access to everything at Google? You know, if you're doing the type of work where, you know, there's a problem with someone else seeing this stuff, uh, Google has taken the steps, and I've read their terms of service and seen what the steps that they take to keep my data private, and They've taken a lot more steps than than I would at home if I printed this stuff out and filed it in a filing cabinet. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue with anyone that's concerned about privacy because the government is getting into these things, and it, it, it's an individual decision. And really, if you're doing the type of work, if you're doing government work, if you're doing uh, highly secretive work, if um, I wouldn't use these cloud services. I wouldn't connect my computer to the Internet. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a whole different uh, type of an investigator, and they've got to, they've got to make special choices. I agree, and it's, um, I just finished reading this book called No Plate to Hide, which was about the um, you know, Snowden uh, right. revelations with the NSA, and there's just, there is no place to hide for us. I mean, it's, if they want to get it, they're going to get it. And I, I figure I'm not on I'm not on their list. I don't like the fact that they may have access to it, but it's something that 
I found that, again, like I pointed out, they're taking, the companies are taking more steps to tighten up their security because they need to get the business. But I'm not, I know that it, everything can be found ultimately on the Internet. There's ways to hack into anything, and the government's at the top of the list, or they think they are. So I, just, I, I trust the, the product. I haven't had anybody um, or any information um, get leaked out there. Um, I know people are always trying to hack, uh, but I do it, Krista. Right. I use the drive. I use Dropbox. I find it to be a good product. We then take we stuff off Dropbox as we finish up cases. Um, we don't like to leave stuff there um, mm-hmm. if we don't have to. So we'll okay. back up back up to a, a drive that's off the kind of off the grid, and we can keep it and um, and then take it off a of Dropbox. That's not okay. the most efficient way, but it's what you do sometimes. All right. That was the voice of Chris Reynolds discussing drop boxes. Along with Chris Whitson, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. IRB Focus, created by IRB Search, brings together the best data in an entirely new system. New features and data, all in a responsive format, gives professional investigators a better tool to close cases. The Just Launch Connections Network even gives secure opportunities for collaboration and job referrals. Learn more about IRB Focus at irbsearch.com or call us at 1-800-447-2112 to get started. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. 
Today we're breaking down the barriers to achieve a paperless office, and I know you've all thought about it. And today's program, my guests are Chris Reynolds and Chris Woodson, who have done just that. So um, coming back, uh, let's just talk real briefly about uh, faxing programs, e-faxing programs. Uh, A lot of people are using them. I have one myself. Uh, What have you used? Right now I'm using HelloFax. It's uh, the reason I'm using it is because it's free. Uh, I okay. probably only need to send a fax once or twice a month. Uh, it's super easy. You you log in with your Google login. So if you're already logged in your Gmail, you log into this super quickly and you just drag and drop a file onto the screen and give it the phone number and off it goes. Uh, it's free and, and super reliable. Okay. And then... Uh I use eFax, which is uh, you do pay for, but it's very low, uh, very low amount, and right. it works the, perfectly as well. They're the the originals, the ones that started it. And right. I, I use something called MyFax, and I, I pay for it. I think I maybe do one every few months. I probably need to go to the free because it's just not getting used very much anymore. People are finally. I think everybody's got the ability to to not use a fax to kind of Hello, HelloFax has a, also has a feature that's free that allows you to sign an outgoing fax. So mm. if, you've, mm-hmm. uh, if you've completed a form, you upload it, and you, you give it a, an image of your signature, you upload that, you know, password protected, and you can place your signature on a, form, on a fax before it goes out. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. You can take your reports, actually, and move them into those those programs to sign the document. Um, mm-hmm. Some companies want to see that, what they consider it to be original. I did a cut and paste of a document, and a company called back and said, no, we want your actual signature on there. And so I went to sign, the Sign Easy program that I used, and I just used it on an iPad. You use your finger, you sign it. They accepted mm-hmm. that because they it came off as not a cut and paste. They could actually tell that you had pasted it in there. So they, they wouldn't take it. So, and as our as our friend, the attorney Dave Queen will tell us that that, that is all legal. Yeah. Now there's this, such a thing as registered faxes too that you can do that are uh, perfectly legal as well. My husband uses those all the time. Yeah. So he can send a registered fax, and mm-hmm. um, it's just like getting a registered letter. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Paperless is amazing. I, I bought a house last year and never, um, we did it all electronically. It was pretty amazing. We signed using their software program and no documents were, um, had to be signed at that point. It was in person. <laughs> no documents were injured according to them. <laughs> Nothing was injured. Yeah. Okay. Pretty amazing. So, Chris, I know you're a, Chris Woodson, I know you're a big fan of Evernote. Tell us about Evernote because I'm frustrated with that. Evernote is, is a, new, a newer company, uh, but right, it's becoming my everything like the iPad is for the software. Uh, it's a software that runs on every product you can imagine, iPad, iPhone, Mac, Windows, uh, Google Android. They have apps for all of those. And it's just it's a filing system. It's a, uh, a fancy, more usable version of Windows folders. Uh, so you could use it as a case management system. You can have one folder for all of your documents for one case. Um, I use it for everything. I save all of my receipts in there. 
Uh, I save all of my notes from clients in there. Uh, it, it, it can accept audio, uh, Word documents, any kind of document, pictures. Um, if, you're make, if you're out in the field and you ma- you're making a note, uh, it captures the GPS location if you allow it. Uh, so you can refer back to where I was when I made this note. That kind of becomes helpful to me when I'm in a rush and may not be able to say, you know, the, the claimant stopped at 504 5th Street. Uh, it captures that for me and hmm. um, capture, captures the time and date. Uh, it's very easy to, to categorize things and just drop everything in there. Uh, you can have a folder on your on your computer. Uh, you just drop things in that folder and it automatically puts them on Evernote and making that document available on all of your devices. Interesting. And can you edit documents in it? Yeah, uh, completely editable. If you open up a, it, it's, you can edit things in the software itself, uh, or if you have a, let's say, a Word document in there as well, if you open the Word document, you can mm-hmm. edit that Word document and then save it, and it saves the newer version into the software. And you can do this on your iPad? iPad, iPhone, anything. How fun. I haven't, I haven't seen anything they don't support. Yes, it does. Samsung, I think, has, it supports the Android platform as well. Um, right. I just need to figure. I just need to figure it out. I did use it for some research projects that was copying material off the internet and placing it into file folders. Um, I know Chris knows just a lot more about it. I don't think it's too complicated. I just I had some issues with the newer, the older versions crashing up a bit. But everything I've heard from other investigators is it's a great, great tool. Hmm. Yeah, if you're someone that's got notes all over the place in, in different formats, post-it notes, notebooks, back of your hand. Uh, <laughs> that but, would be me. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have computers all over the place. <laughs> you, you need Evernote, Francie. You do need to do that. <laughs> a, okay. a great version of a great feature of Evernote is if you do use post-its, you take a picture of that post-it, and it it creates, it categorizes it for you. So if you say all of your yellow post-its are about work and all of your blue post-its are about uh, personal life, then it knows uh, what folder to put those in. You just take a snapshot <laughs> really? of that post-it note. Yeah. Huh. I guess I'll have to get back to Evernote. That sounds uh, really interesting. Uh, Chris, on the notes you sent me, you I skipped over this one. What is Brother App? Oh, that's just a, uh, an application I use for my wireless scanner. Um, Brother does does some pretty good. They make some good products, and they do. I use a Brother printer and a Brother scanner, and so I. Uh, the nice thing about using uh, using Brother is they have apps that you can put on your iPhone or your iPad, so you can essentially scan a document, and it automatically goes right into your iPad or iPhone, and then you can do what you need to do with it. Um, that again, that's if you don't want to use the the software that that you can buy and put on your iPhone or your iPad. Mm, okay. uh, again, I have sometimes you want to do a lot of documents uh, a little quicker, and so I'll hook that thing up, and you can just keep feeding it and feeding it, and I find that's a little easier, and it'll convert uh, to PDF. Some of these programs save documents as TIFF documents, and I tend to like to use a, a program that's going to convert it automatically to a PDF right. because that's a, a platform I like to use. And uh, Brother does that. The new 
ScanSnap will do that. You, you can pick and choose with ScanSnap. So that's what okay. that brother app is. So, some of the newer, like ScanSnap doesn't have an app that you can use on an iPad, but Brother does, and the Canon also has a, something similar. Okay, so let's um, let's do this. Chris Woodson, give me the items that you think are absolutely necessary to travel with you wherever you go um, that would, you would make a recommendation to our listeners. I can think I, I can do everything I need to with my iPad and Evernote. Um, if, I, if I need to do some a website design, uh, I would need a laptop, but I can make changes to clients' websites uh, on the iPad just using the uh, Safari or Chrome browser. Um, okay. There's, there's that, that Evernote has a lot of apps built into it that has taken over uh, individual apps that I've needed, um, but I don't need anything else. That's it. iPad and Evernote. Right. And then Chris Reynolds, how about you? What do you carry with you now? I mean, you said your you know, iPad. I'm, yeah, I'm down to the iPad and a, a backup recorder. I do, I do have the Nikon, this uh, 9700 camera, because it's got a very powerful zoom lens feature and the wireless capability. I could dump it if I had to and just use the iPad camera. Um, I do like, as far as software, I, to me it's a must to have something for billing, to have access to my Dropbox, because that's the platform that I use for everything. My secretary and I both have access to it. So I couldn't go anywhere without that because we're updating and uh, our reports all the time and sharing across the platform. So to me, it's Dropbox is the, is the money for me because it stores every, every single thing. Okay, and Chris Woodson, uh, programs that you can't live without besides Evernote? You know, Chrome... Uh, is, is the browser, is the replacement browser for Safari on the iPad, and it syncs up with my Chrome on my, on my Windows machine or my Mac machine. So all of my bookmarks, all of my passwords are all synced up between all the devices. So Chrome on the iPad is, is uh, another piece of software that I wouldn't like to be without. Okay. So, um, and then you said FreshBooks for you. Yeah, FreshBooks, uh, when I need to send a client and they want to pay, uh, I, I say a detective agency client, uh, they need, need to pay, pay an invoice with FreshBooks. And I, I can usually wait to get back to the office and send them an invoice, but every once in a while a client will say, hey, send me that invoice right away, I'll get you paid right away. And, well, you can't pass that up, so uh, if you're out in the field, you send them, send them a FreshBooks uh, email invoice and you... Sometimes you can get paid in a matter of minutes. Okay. And then, Chris Reynolds, you had also mentioned Splashtop that you needed. Yeah, I, I, I like having Splashtop because I can access my uh, anything. If there's something I forgot, uh, suppose I didn't put it into my Google Drive or, or put it into the Dropbox, I left it on my desktop, I can go out and get, I can go back and get that. Um, sometimes I'll forget to back up something. It's a way to go back to my actual desktop and, and move things around. Um, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much everything is on the iPad. As far as software, I, I still mm-hmm. like having. I'm starting to use Dragon Dictation more. I'm starting to use Quick Voice, which just comes with it. Um, and I'm using um, you know QuickBooks quite a bit. The timer is good for me. Um, 
And that's kind of it. I mean, I use, I take all my notes using the, the Drive program, Google Drive. So I'm recording and also taking notes, and it's saved across every computer I have. And then my secretary has access to the same information so she can get it almost in real time if necessary. So you just said you set your timer when you're on QuickBooks when you're, like, say you're going in for an interview, you set the timer? I can set the timer. I can just track it. Um, it has the feature so you can just, you know, you leave home, and if you know you're going to go out and do interviews on one case all day long, you just start it, and off you go, and you keep track your mileage and all these things. I, it's a great way to make sure you're not losing money because we are in the business to make money, and I think books, you can do that. Um, Certainly with the QuickBooks program, you can use it as you're on the go. So you don't forget about the toll, the money you paid for this or that. Um, a lot of people give away money because they don't remember to track it. So, um, so I well, and the one, one thing program. we haven't mentioned that we, that we all talked about offline was Skype. <laughs> Skype, as we're we becoming more and more mobile, Skype is really important. Uh, I'm on Skype right now with the Voice America studio. And it works perfectly. It's yeah, they've, they've really in, improved the quality of the audio, and it's it's almost better than a, than a phone call nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I needed it. I was in I was in Nepal about a year and a half ago, and I needed to talk to a client. And the phone situation was very squirrely. I got an internet connection, and I was able to talk to. It was a new client. I was able to talk to him, and the quality was good. And he was blown away that I was using Skype and that that it sounded so good. He said, it sounds like you're right next door. Yeah, it's good. It's just a great well, thing to have a backup. <laughs> we're getting we're getting bump off music, guys. <laughs> oh, we're, we're done with the hour. Uh, thanks so much. You got, you both were fabulous. Thanks for sharing your ideas for for everybody. Very provocative, but very valuable. So. To my listeners, join join me next week when we declassify more real stories from real investigators. Chris Woodson, Chris Reynolds. We're on every Thursday morning, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. See you next week. It's VI's Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. You've been listening to PI's Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 